married people are less likely than singles, divorced, or widowed folks uh, to suffer any type of heart or blood vessel problems. Now, this was true of any age uh, for women as well as for men, and regardless of other heart disease factors they had... This week, new research of over three and a half million Americans shows that married couples have the healthiest heart, literally. Find out more. Stay tuned. I know there's a bunch of therapists out there. Did you know that you can get listed on Hitch starting at just $1? To get started, click the Get Featured link in the directory, and within a few quick steps, your website can begin showing up all over hitchedmag.com. Don't wait. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with the always amazing and fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, So you had sent over some research uh, about uh, marriage and how that can translate into having a healthy heart. And so a study was conducted by two cardiologists, Dr. Jeffrey Berger and Dr. Carlos Alviar uh, of NYU, um, of more than three and a half million Americans and found that married people are less likely than singles, divorced, or widowed folks uh, to suffer any type of heart or blood vessel problems. Now, this was true of any age uh, for women as well as for men, and regardless of other heart disease factors they had, such as high cholesterol or diabetes, research found um, that they, their hearts were healthier. Yeah. So, so marriage is not only good for your emotional heart, Steve, it's good for your physical one as well. Yeah. And, and that's great. And we've known that for a long time, that marriage is better for your, your health than being single. But what is different about this particular study? Well, a few things. First of all, this is the first time that divorced individuals or persons who had been widowed were all studied as their own entity separately from being single, as in just simply never married. Okay? Okay. And it is also the first time that all types of heart or blood vessel problems were looked at. So we're not talking just about marriage um, apparently being a preventive force for heart attacks, but also for the full range of heart or blood vessel issues. So that goes, Steve, from clogged arteries and abdominal aneurysms to stroke risk to circulation problems in the legs. I mean, it's quite a range. Yeah. And if you notice, they said that in the research, this was true at any age, for women as well as men. In other words, the prevailing research has shown that that men most yeah. definitely benefit from being married as far as their health goes. But apparently, this is true for women as well, which, yay, <laughs> <laughs> and, and good news for my gender. <laughs> yeah, and well, heart disease is a big, big issue for women that it doesn't get talked a lot about, I don't think. No, because it, it does, um, and, and we're not going to get into a, a long medical thing here, but it does emerge, if you will, differently from the way heart disease emerges for men, and men were the more, more studied group 
until the past few years. When, Shock. You know, it's become apparent that, yeah, I know. <laughs> Shocker. <But>, whoops. <laughs> oh, there's this other gender on the earth. <laughs> I don't know why we care to study these other genders. I mean, what's the big uh, deal, right? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's all right. I, I was done. Oh, okay. Uh, so then what about, what is it then about being married that, that keeps you healthier, do you think? Well, and, and, you know, these are, these are the researchers' conclusions, but I so totally agree with them. There is, number one, the obvious, which is someone cares about you and they want you to be healthy. So they're likely to help you and support you with, com- you know, with comments and suggestions and recommendations, which means that you may be more willing to follow up with your medical appointments, to take your recommended uh, medications, to diet, to exercise, and all that good stuff if you have a spouse. Secondly, yeah. I was just going to say – I I was just going to say, so really it's the nagging of the spouse. Not yet. Well, I'm coming to that. Okay. The first one is actually that someone cares. Okay. Okay. They actually care. And nagging will come later because it definitely is in the picture. Got it. But the, the caring is the first part. And the second part is you probably care more about yourself. We don't think about that one very much. Mm. You will want to be healthy for the sake of your spouse. Now, we often think about people wanting to be healthy for the sake of their children, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to live to see my grandkids and all that. But there's also wanting to be healthy for the sake of your spouse, which once again means that you'll be more willing to actually go to your medical appointments, follow your physician's recommendations to keep your weight where it's supposed to be and exercise and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, Steve, I know it's the moment you've been waiting for. We do get to the (laughs) nag factor. (laughs) Now, when you're on your own, whether that is single or divorced or widowed, there is no one reminding you to take care of yourself. In other words, to nag you about it. (laughs) Because it's one thing to leave yourself a post-it. Yeah, yeah, this should go really should go for my annual physical. And it's another to have someone reminding you every day for a week. Did you make that appointment? Did you make that appointment? Et cetera. Yeah. I would like to circle back um about to the to the first point you made about somebody caring about you. Um I I think part of it is uh, when you're in this team-like environment, uh, the responsibilities of life can be divided in half. Um, And I think that also can help contribute because it would presumably present less stress than if you're trying to tackle life's challenges by yourself and less stress, less heart disease, et cetera, et cetera. And that's actually the next major point that that uh, the researchers came to, and that I would like to come to as well. You're, oh. you're totally on track with that. Steve. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, let's let's dive into it. Yes, okay? please. Because mm-hmm. you you brought it up beautifully, and you're right. It's the uh, the two of us, not necessarily against the world, but the two of you certainly functioning as a unit within your world, whether that's, you know, the small world of your home, the larger world of your community or the, or the world world. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, the, it comes under the heading, if you will, of the, a problem shared is a problem halved, Mm -hmm. uh, not H, not as in you have a problem (laughs) as in cut in half. Right. With the L. So exactly with the L. (laughs) What it means then is that as a married couple, 
you are better equipped to handle what life throws at you, as you so aptly pointed out, Steve, because you have someone to share your worries with. And within a, a, a happy marriage, you literally have twice the resources, financial, practical, emotional, of a single person. And that does allow you to deal with the issues that stress you out far more readily and with support. And with the um, emotional side of things, just having that person uh, on hand to talk to and relieve some of that anxiety or whatever that may be building up inside you, we know that bottling it up can cause physical harm. So just being able to talk about it, even if they're not actually doing uh, some of the mm-hmm. chores, um, having that person to lean on emotionally can play big dividends. Absolutely. And there's a a large comfort level, if you will, in just having another person there, even if you don't need anything in the moment, mm. they're there. They're there. And you know that if the you-know-what hits the fan, you can count on them. They're not going to disappear. And yeah. so there's there's a lot of, of ways in which you can think of this, a problem shared as a problem halved, that, you know, it's just having that slight relaxation within you is a huge diminishment of stress. It's interesting because people talk a lot about like why would – particularly in the modern times when we can make our own money regardless of gender and age and all that other stuff and uh, – all the different things that go along with a modern relationship. And so why do we still get married? What What is it about the institution? And I think this actually points to a lot of it, which is there's stability in it that you can um, not take it for granted, but you don't have to worry about your standing with this person at all times. And because of that, uh, you can actually live a healthier life. Right. And if you're, doing all the things that Hitched Mag recommends. In other words, if you are appreciating your spouse, if you're appreciating the relationship, right there you are diminishing stress. Right there. Because what is stress? Stress is simply an, an overstimulation, if you will, okay, mm-hmm. of, of our, our nervous centers and so forth in the body. Stress, there, we, need a, we need a certain degree of stress, if you will, of stimulation is, is the word that psychologists use more, just to be alive, okay? Mm, uh Uh, You are literally stimulated into waking up in the morning. But there's a degree of it that is healthy, and we all know what that feels like. It's excitement, it's enthusiasm, it's those things. And then there's the part that's not healthy, which is anxiety and worry and, and what we generally think of as stress. So just the factor of having someone in your life, whom, as you say, Steve, you don't you you can count on, and you don't have to worry about your standing every second like you might with your boss or your coworkers, is a, a relaxation effect. And we don't take seriously enough what that slight mental and emotional relaxation affords us in the way of good health. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, you know, stress, of course, we all know, is a great part of what causes all sorts of cardiovascular issues. But when I studied appreciation which is sort of my big deal, we found that positive emotions like appreciation and gratitude and those sorts of things resulted in smooth, harmonious cardiac rhythms. Whereas negative emotions like anger, fear, which are what cause stress, resulted in jagged, chaotic cardiac rhythms, which don't allow the body to function the way it is supposed to, to function well. So if you will, I can look at this from several points of view. Mm-hmm. Right. 
which is there's there's the sheer physical, there's two of you sharing the problems and, and issues that might come up, mm-hmm. but there's also kind of something a little bit beyond that, which is the appreciation and the gratitude that you feel for your life together, for your spouse, for the fact that you were able to maintain this relationship. I mean, all those things that go into health, believe it or not, just, not just yeah. emotional health, but they do translate literally into cardiovascular health. There was another study, and this was done a couple of years ago, and I, I, I apologize that I can't remember where it came from off the top of my head, but it was something to the effect of couples, uh, they did this study of couples uh, sleeping together, and their hearts literally synced up in rhythm sure. Uh, when, sure. when they hit their like REM cycles, which is crazy to think about, but that's how the body works, which is amazing. Uh, and it seems like it almost almost as if the 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 two bodies become more efficient when they're when they're sleeping together like that. Well, and that's when, if you think about it, when they've relaxed, that's the most relaxed you ever get is your REM state, right? Mm-hmm. When they've they've let go of all worries and inhibitions and everything else, and then the bodies synchronize, which is not a big surprise when you think about synchronization, generally speaking, which happens with crowds clapping in an auditorium, which happens with women's menstrual cycles when they're good friends, which happens with all sorts of things, mostly because, I don't know if you're aware of this, your electromagnetic field that starts from your heart extends 8 to 14 feet outside of your body. I did not know that. That is... Yep. And when you're sleeping, usually you're within 8 to 14 feet. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not in the doghouse, yeah. (laughs) That's right. And so to me, what you're talking about, and I didn't know that study, it's a beautiful study, is a natural extension of all these other synchronizations. We want to be harmonious. That's our natural state. Yeah, that is great. Uh, One other little point to this is I know there's also other research out there about uh, diet. And how um, when one person begins to eat better, well, this goes actually to I've seen I've seen this across exercise as well. But when one person starts to take up a good, healthy habit, such as eating better and or exercising, uh, the other spouse is more likely to participate in that uh, than they are, obviously, if there was no other person doing it next to them. Um, And I think that can also play a role, particularly if you're married to somebody who tries to live a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, okay, so all this stuff sounds great. Um, and there's a flip side to this, which is uh, this presumes that you're happily married, you're in a happy relationship, because we know that um, not all these benefits uh, come down on couples who are totally miserable with their status. So uh, I guess. You want to talk about that a little bit about how yes. we presuppose this? Because you're on, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just common sense, Steve. If you're in a horrible, abusive, and I don't mean necessarily physically abusive. I mean, you know, emotionally abusive. Just things are just awful between you. That's a major stressor, and that's going to be that's going to reflect in your health absolutely. So we are presupposing that your marriage is at least okay. This, mm-hmm. this the the healthy heart did not look at you know, excellent marriages, let's put it that way, or marriages of outstanding quality. It looked at kind of normal average marriages, meaning you got some bumps in the road, but for the most part, you work them out and it's okay. 
Um, so what it says to me, Steve, though, this is another great reason to pay attention to the happiness level in your marriage, yeah. to do all that you can to make your relationship safe, loving, compassionate, and upbeat. Because purely selfishly, it's great for your health. Yep. <laughs> and for the health of your spouse. Absolutely. For the health of your spouse, for the joy in your marriage, I mean, a ton of other things. But it's like paying attention. It's, it, that's why taking a marriage for granted is such a dumb idea, really. You, mm. you want to be smart about it. If you you have the good fortune to be in a good relationship with your spouse, then for heaven's sakes, do everything you can to maintain that, expand that, enjoy that, because it'll benefit everybody, absolutely everybody. And uh, there, it, I love that it can just trickle down into so many different aspects of your life. You'll live longer. You'll live happier. You'll have a more um, fulfilling life because you'll be able to do more things. Um, and, oh, let's not forget, you'll save money. <laughs> I mean, if we want to get true. like super hardcore practical about it, you will save money when you're healthy because you won't be spending all of your time, energy, money, resources, uh, paying medical bills. Right. And wouldn't you rather uh, be outdoors doing something uh, than in a hospital room? I would. Sure. So sure. Um, this is this is fantastic. I love all this research that comes out and I love that you can really dig into it. And this is a pretty significant one, too. I mean, three and a half million yeah. Americans is no yeah. small pool of people to pull from. So this is pretty legit. Oh, absolutely. And these, uh, I mean, if you actually look into the, the, the research itself, these uh, researchers are highly respected and they really did due diligence all over the place. It was a very nicely uh, done piece of work. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so good news for everyone. Uh, continue maintaining your happy marriage and you will have a healthy heart, fit literally, uh, not just emotionally, as we discussed. Um, but I think that'll do it for us this week, Noel. unless you had one other piece of something you'd like to add. Nope. I think, Ashley, what you said at the top sums it up, which is happy marriage, healthy heart. All right. That sounds good. Happy, healthy, <laughs> happy marriage, healthy heart, everyone. Uh, I want to remind you that you've been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent one is a business ebook available for Kindle readers, which uh, you can download the app on all your devices, including, obviously, uh, Kindle. Um, but it is Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. It is a fantastic read. Uh, you also have a new book, uh, Noel, or a relatively recent book, Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work, which is interesting because um, these two books really talk about maintaining good relationships. Uh, well, the, the most recent one, the Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy, uh, talks about how by, by being happy, by being good to people, you reap these these rewards, and that's kind of like what we were talking about today. You, you have a good, ha happy, healthy marriage relationship, and you reap all these other rewards. So just be good people, be happy. Life <laughs> life will treat you well if that's if that's the outlook. Um, you can get all this information at Noel's website, noelnelson.com. You can follow her on Twitter. Dr. Noelle Nelson. She is on Google Plus. She's on Facebook. Uh, you can get all of this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, we have been working diligently 
um, on a facelift on our website, and I'm really excited. I don't know when this episode will air specifically, um, but by the time this airs, we should have uh, part of our new website rolled out. And I bring this up because you're probably listening to this podcast from your smartphone device. Um, And if that's the case, uh, this new design is going to be mobile optimized, meaning it will have to pinch and zoom to read anything. It'll look fantastic on your iPhone, Android, etc. Um, just automatically. You won't have to download an app. It'll just work. And we are so excited about this because we know a lot of you are reading this uh, from handheld devices. So uh, be sure to check that out after you've uh, given this uh, a good listen. And you can read all of Noel's columns there as well. Uh, and you can find all this information uh, all for books and everything else. We have links to those there as well. So check that out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, etc. Um, and if you have any questions or thoughts on any of this stuff, please feel free to shoot us an email. Or um, we also have a, uh, an email button on our podcast page that makes it nice and easy for you. Or you can leave a comment on uh, one of our social platforms that I mentioned. Uh, but uh, for now, that will do it for us. So thank you so much one last time, Noel. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Take care, everybody.